This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, yesterday, Toronto's Board of Health voted to ask the province to stop allowing vaccine exemptions on philosophical or religious grounds. If the province agrees, school children will only be able to avoid vaccinations for medical reasons. To me, it's a no-brainer because refusing vaccinations puts everyone at risk, especially the most vulnerable, and that is babies, the elderly, and people with compromised immune systems. Yet there was a noisy demonstration from anti-vaxxers in the public gallery when this motion passed. And the Toronto Star has reported that Health Minister Christine Elliott's office says she has no plans to eliminate philosophical or religious exemptions. The minister's having surgery today, so we couldn't get to her to try to confirm that. It doesn't sound quite right to me. We do wish her all the best, by the way. And uh, right now, I would like to go to France Jelena, who is the NDP critic on health care and the MPP for Nickel Belt. Hello, France. Hi there. How are you? Fine. How are you? Very good, very good. Uh, well, uh, the Toronto Board of Health uh, has voted uh, in what I think is a sensible way. There seems to be a growing number of these vaccine hesitants. Uh, what's your take on this? Well, there is a large number of young women who have children who get their information about vaccination on social media uh, by... Uh, you know, movie stars who are anti-vaxxers and um, and then make decisions for their children based on that information rather than the huge body of evidence that supports vaccination. Um, so uh, the Toronto Board of Health had to deal uh, with a uh, uh, with an epidemic last year that they should have never had to deal with because so many families had uh, chosen to not vaccinate their children. Um, so. Uh, they had to act uh, to protect vulnerable kids who cannot get vaccination. And, and they did the right thing by saying you cannot be exempt from vaccination uh, based on what you read on Facebook. Well, it, it, exactly. So I guess the question now, uh, they, they need the province to change the law in order to be able to make that happen. Like right now, Ontario is one of only two provinces where children have to be vaccinated in order to go to school. I think that's a good thing. Uh, but they would need the province to agree to get rid of this exemption. Uh, where do you think that is, France? Uh, it's going to be a bit of a tough row. Um, so the Board of Health, the Toronto Board of Health, comes with a, a huge body of evidence. They come with a chicken pox, varicella chicken pox outbreak in Toronto last year, and they asked the province to act. Um, the Board of Health has some power to act uh, within their uh, geographical area. The minister, of course, has the power to act for the entire province to protect every everybody who lives in Ontario. Um, there is a segment of uh, Mrs. Elliott's um, 
her MPPs who works with her, who tend to have, uh, I would say, listen to the anti-vaxxer and believe the message that are circulating on, on social media and all this. So she may have a little bit of a pushback from her caucus, uh, but she is the Minister of Health. Her number one goal is to protect the health of Ontarians. And you do this by making sure that we have the herd immunity, making sure that everybody who can get the mandatory vaccines. Uh, so uh, you think that she'll have pushback from the caucus, but uh, ha- have you spoken to her about this at all? Uh, as I said, she's. we wish her all the best. She's having some surgery today, so we, we couldn't get it straight from the horse's mouth. Um, uh, the minister and I have spoken a number of times about vaccination. Uh, she knows where the NDP stand. Uh, we stand to protect the most vulnerable in our community, and you do this by what we call herd immunity, by if you are too frail or weak or sick to get vaccinated, we just make sure that everybody around you is vaccinated so that yourself don't get sick and and die. I mean, I'm of an age where we did not have a chicken pox vaccine when I grew up, and one of my cousins died of it. Oh, and, I'm so sorry. And, and I'm sure you will remember that there used to be mumps epidemics, we don't have those anymore. We all, protect all those, our children. I had all those diseases as a young child. <laughs> I, I'm of an age, too. Um, yeah. Uh, and it, it's interesting because even the World Health Organization has said that out of every advance that we've had in the last 100 and 100 or 150 or 200 years, the thing that has prevented the most death is vaccination. And yet here we are, and mostly from a generation that never experienced these epidemics, uh, you know, challenging it. It seems it, it boggles the mind. It, it does. But, but at the same time, you know, like when you have somebody with Angelina Jolie, the profile that comes with being a movie star, and then you have all of the anti-vaxxers who reinforce this message. If this is all you read, after a while, they believe it. Uh, so it is up to the government, it is up to the Ministry of Health uh, to put um, the uh, body of evidence out there in a way that is accessible to those young mothers. Uh, because if you look at who is doing the ex- uh, exemption for their children, they're often very young mum. Um, who who get their information from their phone and uh, not always from uh, reputable sources. We have to be able to get to them in a way that is accessible to them uh, because the life of too many children is in the balance. And I hope that our Minister of Health will do the right thing, uh, but I'm not sure. The NDP position has been clear for a long time. The PC position has swung every which way. Um, where will it land now? Uh, I would say uh, right now your guess is as good as mine. What what uh, um, what did the minister tell you the last time you talked about this? When last time we talked, uh, it was after the uh, we had had a uh, epidemic in Toronto, and uh, we talked about what you and I are talking about. And she knew that action was needed. And she knew that it felt within her ministry uh, to bring forward those actions. She was working in partnership with the Toronto Board of Health. And we expected those changes to come forward. Uh, But as you well know, uh, Premier Ford decided that uh, 
we were not going to go back till after the federal election. Uh, so very little has taken place since then. We're not going back till October 28th. Now, uh, um, yeah, we're not going back till October 28th. Uh, I, one of the things that, that also seems a little strange to me. So right now, every parent in Ontario who wants an exemption on religious or philosophical grounds has to, uh, you know, go and watch a government video on it. Apparently a government video that does not have any kind of uh, gruesome pictures of what happens to children who actually get these diseases. And it seems to change no one's mind. I saw some numbers that out of hundreds of people who have been called in to watch these videos, you had maybe one changing their mind and that it it leads to something called confirmation bias. Like people just think that they're getting some kind of detention. Do you have a view on that? Oh, absolutely. We know where the anti-vaxxer get their information. They get it online. They Most of the young women that have come to my office wanting me to sign those exemptions um, got them on their phone. You have to be able to connect with them in a way that, that is, uh, and that is how they get their information, uh, to go to a health unit, to sit in a class with other people who are all anti-vaxxer and watch a video who is, uh, I would say, uh, factually correct, but certainly not engaging in the way that all of the anti-vaxxer are able to engage them. Uh, we're, we're fighting a losing battle here. Uh, this is not how uh, you connect with those young mothers and uh and our strategy has to change. So if, if we're not able to um, send this message in a way that is accessible to these young mother, uh, then the ministry has to step in. And that uh, taking away uh, the moral exemption, because it is a public health issue, and, and the minister has the power to protect the public through the Public Health Act, and that is to make uh, vaccinations mandatory. And, uh, and this is, unfortunately, uh, what we have to do now because of all of the anti-vaccine campaigns that have gone on online. Uh, yeah. And do you have a view on uh, what should happen with those um, videos? Uh, are the people who run them aware that they're not effective? Uh, you know, have you had discussions on that? <laughs> They have to be aware. I mean, the statistics are there. Uh, they did not do. I mean, they give it. They give it their best shot. I take it they have not been successful. So we have tried. Uh, the go and watch the video. It did not work. So let's not lose aim of what is our end goal. Our end goal is to protect children from dying. How do we do this? We do do this by vaccinating enough people so that we bring herd immunity to the sickest trailer of the children and and we've tried and, the, and older or, people as well and and older pe- people as well who find themselves in in a vulnerable state because of frailty because of age because of active diseases yes absolutely um so the uh we've it, it worked for a long time then the anti-vaxxers took over social media we've tried low visit to the health unit it didn't work we know that we can make this work uh, public health unit 
Toronto Public Health has made it clear as to how do we fix this. It is now squarely on the lap of Minister Elliott, and I sure hope she makes the right decision. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, France Jelina. I'm sure we'll be revisiting this. Thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. Talk to you soon. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.